What's good, everybody? It's the Low Key Sports Crew coming back, and it is the day after the draft. And let me tell you guys, we are ecstatic about yesterday, and I still can't believe what we just did, especially to New York. I don't know what just happened. So, uh, but we're going to get into that later. We could just start right off the bat. Number one was a shocker, uh, a little bit towards. the time of the draft where we got uh where Orlando drafted Paulo instead of Jabari number one. What were you guys thinking? I know Will, you wanted uh Paulo in Houston, so how you feeling? Oh man, it's I a was gonna be a good fit for us. Obviously, you know, I've been on team Paulo for the past two and a half months and then you know they just been the same the whole time, and now you know day of, you just want to change it, you know. So hey, it's got us. I'm excited. I feel like Jabari's a bit. I feel like that would help because we really don't have any defense on our team, so that would help. And uh, he's obviously a good catch and shooter, you know. So yeah. I feel like it'll work, man. I feel like it'll work. We need that'd be good. Anyway. Yeah, man, look at uh, Orlando actually getting somebody can actually build around. Nah, I think that's why uh been talked about, them getting him at number one and San Paulo being the best overall prospect. But, yeah, Jabari is going to be really nice. I don't think Houston fans should walk away disappointed like Will is. Yeah. Uh, I was pretty sh- shocked that uh... – that Orlando went that route. I was thinking that they weren't, even though I think Paulo uh, is uh, the number one player in the class. Or, well, uh, my confidence was in chat, you know, uh, since, you know, okay, see. But truly, though, Paulo, I, w- I was thinking, like, if you had to choose between uh, those two power forwards, uh, was the most NBA ready. But both of them are real solid players. And, Jabar- and Jabari is probably going to be the better, like, uh, two-way but Paulo might end up being uh like a better offensive player uh than Jabari, but like both of them are gonna have fantastic careers, I think. And uh I think both fit exact uh fit where they're where they were drafted. And even though like it did kind of sh- shock everybody, like I it made it enjoyable because that was the first time in a while that we didn't know exactly who was going number one until the day of, or until the pick actually happened. Because, you know, we had K, that was clear. Uh, Actually, no, Anthony Edwards and LaMelo was pretty unpredictable, too. But, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool to see, though. Yeah. um, Yeah, uh, what what else, like, shocked you guys? Really, that, that comes like way later in the draft, man. The Warriors getting getting away with robbery again, man. Getting, oh getting, yeah, you talk about uh, PB. Yeah, Baldwin, bro. shooter, and you know, Golden State is all about shooting, man. That uh, one of the. Freaking top prospects coming out of high school. His draft's not going to drop because he played in Milwaukee, bro. Like that—that's just crazy. That they got him. That looks crazy. Uh, for me, it's a it's a Knicks trading their stuff for a uh, future stuff for future for the future, which is like I understand. And like Leon Rose did come out with a statement this uh, morning. So I'm or this early afternoon, excuse me, saying how uh, and the first, he got, now they have a total of 22 picks, 11 in the first, 11 in the second, and more free agency cap. But I uh, definitely didn't see the, that happening with the, the Knicks last night, and I could tell the Knicks fans are, like, still in pain. So, like, that, that was my surprise. I'm going to piggyback off of that and – uh. I saw that statement too, and I was really questioning, uh, like their approach to it, just because, especially with the uh, the fact that it was also linked to the OKC Thunder, 
uh, uh, drafting. I know we were talking about the Knicks and Pistons involvement, but uh, the Thunder traded those three firsts uh, to move up to eleven for uh, uh, for Usman Jane, and like everybody was like, okay, you know, they traded three firsts, and it's like, all right, but all three firsts are heavily protected, and two of them are uh, have a chance to uh, make the playoffs. Uh, depending on what they do in free agency. So they might end up walking away with only one pick out of that. And it might not. And the other pick uh, will probably be a late first. So, uh, I mean, well, maybe not late first, maybe like bottom in the lottery, maybe. But yeah, it just, it didn't make sense knowing that they needed a lot to improve on. And, you know, they still have Reddish there and not, we don't know who, uh, like how much PT he's going to get. So yeah, it is shocking that they didn't really get anybody uh to improve other than uh uh they they took Trevor right, right. Uh yeah, Trevor Kills. So uh yeah, that was quite a shocker because I know everybody wanted Duran. That would be a perfect uh electrifier in Madison Square Garden, but. My my shocker, like my true shocker, is still trying to figure out how Jay Nivey ended up falling to us, even though, uh, like it was projected at five, four or five, and we had five, but it's still considered a steal, knowing how many people could have moved up, and we didn't have to move up that one spot by giving them a lie. So, the fact that not only did they get Ivy, who was probably our number one on the on our wish list. But also getting Duran, who was, uh, you know, projected uh, at that pick. And the fact that Duran was uh, considered to be drafted at number five if uh, Ivy went at four is still the crazy part because we got both. And on top of that, we basically got Duran for uh, uh, Jeremy Jeremy's in uh, in that trade. So, it works out for everybody, and on the top of that, the Pistons don't have to pay Duran as much because he was picked at number thirteen instead of number seven. So that's still a shocker how Weaver pulled that off. And on top of that, we do we have so much money still for free agency, so I can't wait to see what he does. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to next week now for sure, for sure. All the Walsh bombs, all the sham drops, all the trades because I. Yeah. Has to be trades. There has to be a lot. Yeah, man. As, as me and you were just talking before uh, we started, you know, John Collins, quote unquote, done with the Hawks. So, I mean, hey, <laughs> like, yeah, trades be coming around soon. That makes yeah, I'm done. So I'm tired of this, man. So, yeah, the, the 404, man, I can't do this no more. Come on, man. Yeah. Well, on top of that, whoever's getting that upgrade, they didn't even have to give up. They already drafted. Uh, all the people that they were using this year. So that's going to be interesting to see. It is for sure. Yeah. But overall, uh, so other than the uh, um, the Pistons, who else were the winners? Uh, Pistons, other than the Pistons and Knicks, who were the winners and losers of this draft? And I'm going to go, go first real quick and just say what an honor it is to be a Thunder fan because I think this is the biggest dub. Uh, we've had in in a while because I know Usman Jang's potential is spot on and like everybody knows that like he can be something but the fact that Presty really traded that much to get not only 11 but 12 so I'm like you traded up that much I mean uh, you traded uh, three firsts to move up and get him but we also kept 12 and we got two solid players the Jalen Williams pick was questionable to me but I think overall he's going to end up being a pretty good player. And uh, I don't know how, how well he is uh, on the defensive side. It didn't, uh, I didn't see much. Well, also, I haven't looked into him as much. So uh, I'm going to have to give me time. But, yeah, the Thunder, Thunder came out as, uh, as winners for sure. And the Spurs. I'm going to say the Spurs, too, because they, they got some uh, real solid players to, build, uh, to have around, especially if they keep DeJounte. So. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna show some love to the Pelicans. I think they had a, had had some good 
prospects with uh Dyson Daniels, six eight two Andre talked about him on the uh mock draft. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. Uh the mock draft where like we show his defense where New Orleans Billing did fit some wings with him, Herb, and uh Trey Murphy. So I mean he fits that. He also can play make for uh the second the second um rotation because I mean I don't get people saying starting because they starting line I see CJ McCollum, BI, Herb, uh Zion and uh Jones Valanciunas. So I definitely see him being like coming off that bench with Jose Alvarado, Larry Nance, and them boys, and like making a big impact in that in that uh in that aspect, which I think is good because if you have a playmaker in your second uh rotation, I think you're doing you taking a good step. And as well as getting EJ Liddell. I think that was a good steal for them. EJ Liddell's a late first round projection, got him some picks into the second round. I think EJ Liddell's gonna do really well for them. I think I see him. Maybe he having a two way contract at at a time in the uh, in during the season just so just because playing position where they have Zion, Larry Nance, Jackson Hayes, and if they unlucky enough he can't get the, those minutes quite yet, he can go down to G League to still be developing, still keep his motor running because I know they're gonna need him at times with uh with maybe the injury uh bug if because injury bug does be in New Orleans. So I think uh, he will be needed at times, but just to keep him warm, I can see him playing some G League minutes as well. So I think that's a that was a good job by New Orleans as well. Yeah, real quick uh, before we'll uh, say anything, I did like New Orleans' uh, uh, st- a strategic approach coming into this, and then on top of that, uh, they said like I think half an hour ago that uh, they also want to sign Kimba to a short term deal. Since uh, he just got a buyout with the Pistons, so uh, they're doing they're doing something uh, uh, this off season. Thanks. Another uh, team that's like they won later, like in the rounds. The Dallas for sure. I feel like they got one of the best scores in the draft in the second round. So. Being able for them to fall all the way down there is something I feel like can help them, especially with the Jalen Brunson situation. Uh, you know, pregnancy and possibly not coming back. You got somebody that can fill in that role, you know, on a rookie deal. So that obviously, my Rockets for sure. I feel like we hit on all three of our picks and the needs that we obviously need to address defense with. And, I got to play with. I thought we're needed in that uh in those situations and then uh then the Lakers. I feel like they they hit on that pick that they traded for in the second round. Max Christie uh, that they, they needed. After was pretty solid people. Not Sharif, of course, and then Scotty Pippen joining. So yeah. yeah. Definitely happy as a Lakers fan for sure. I lo- I love the pickups. I about to say those were two those those were some de- uh, decent hookups, especially uh, uh, with what you were saying. Uh, like I'm I'm excited about uh, them getting Sharif for the summer league too, because uh, even though it's like the some of the higher end teams that's like they got all the stars already, uh, they still add in players that like bring a little bit of excitement to the summer league. And like bring his basketball that they that you wouldn't mind watching, so I like it. Yeah, um, I know summer league starts on my birthday, and I think the Pistons play that day, so that'd be an amazing gift. And I'm to pretty see. pretty sure that's on ESPN too. Yeah, see that gift to yeah. see um uh, our boys in action for sure. Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully I'm supposed to be on Vegas then, so hopefully I can go see it in person. I mean, probably. That would be amazing. Do y'all know if uh uh Cade's playing summer league? I know sometimes they rest the stars. Oh, I don't know. Right. They always come out with summer league, like the day before or something. Ah, I but I don't say I can imagine. Oh, 
I can imagine he wants to play though. I bet he can. I bet. Just because. I I would probably want to play too. Yeah. Man, there's always a chance to get better, man. For like that, they they need that, especially after a rookie year. You still get a chance to to hone in on your skills. Yeah, uh, my uh, another thing, real quick, I wanted to question: Do you think the Kings messed up uh, with how they handled number four? Because I think personally. The fact that uh, like it was confirmed that the Pistons were trying to trade up to number four to get Ivy specifically, I think they messed up a little bit because they could have tra- traded back to number five and then still got him. But uh, what do you guys think about that? Mm, honestly, yeah. I don't feel like they. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I didn't. I was, uh, I was just saying, yeah, I didn't say. I was saying nothing else. Quite yet, but honestly, I feel like they didn't mess up because I don't know. I don't well, especially with four, because I don't think you should draft a guy that didn't even want to come there. Like his, yep, always the Pistons So I don't think it'd be a win for y'all if you get somebody that doesn't want to go there, and then you get, you know the mess that comes after it or they camp on the trade or like holdouts or anything like that. I see. Murray is top five prospect for a reason. Like he can get something done and y'all can make it work just on the franchise to actually put the pieces together for the the product on the court to be, you know, productive. Yeah, yeah I, I, specifically, I was talking about the if they traded back to number five, because the Pistons would have got four, trade got Ivy, and then they would have got the assets from the Pistons, and then uh, you know, took Keegan at number five. Um, maybe uh, I don't I don't know what the warm room was like, of course, for Sacramento, but probably like whatever we was offering, we what they wasn't digging it. Cause uh, I'm like, yeah, they probably were thinking the same thing that Will stated earlier. Like Keegan, they just want to take, they just want to just not try anything, try anything, or waste time. Just be careful and wait for uh, just grab Keegan at the time. But uh, I was maybe, yeah, maybe what uh, what we was offering wasn't like so much moving to them. I'm guessing, or like. Mm. I don't know if uh they were just just thinking like uh we can just take our guy right here and just be done with it. We don't need to actually try anything or we don't need to make any news cuz I can I can't understand making not everybody needs to be in every not everybody needs to be on the Wolves or be on the Shams if uh they feel, they just feel comfortable just staying right here, stay right there. But yeah, I mean if if any trade assets were like good like I'm surprised like that Brogdon and uh, Turner trade wasn't something they would have looked at. But uh, cause especially, especially I know they I know they probably didn't know at the time, but we would, but especially with us taking Durant, because I mean we wasn't taking Murray, that wasn't a talk for us. We wasn't taking Murray, so I mean I am surprised that they didn't do that with Indiana, in my opinion. Yeah, I feel it. I feel it. Ah. We had them. See, now Pacers or the Pistons probably calling a bluff because even you know with that stuff coming out with Jay Nivey don't want to go there and stuff like that. So like you don't really at that point they probably didn't have that much. I get extra or like down to us anyway. So why you know waste the assets uh trying to trade up to it? Hmm. I feel it. I feel it. Yeah. I'm trying to, trying to think. What? Uh. Oh, real. Uh, real quick. As a Thunder fan, I'm also excited because Chet had said that uh he's choosing number seven, uh as his jersey number 
because he wants because uh, wait he said he he's taking number seven because when KD comes back he uh wants th- him to have number thirty five. Oh man! He said when KD comes back. Damn, yeah, <laughs> I like the confidence, but yeah, I don't know how you feel. Excuse me, that belongs to Derek. That belongs to Darius Baisley. Excuse me. <laughs> What's wrong with him? I don't know, bro. That Darius about to wear it. Oh, my. Ew. Ew. They just said what Baisley's wearing. Trade him. What, what is he wearing? He wants to be Eli Brooks. Oh, 55? God. Yes. For what reason? <laughs> that looks nasty. That looks nasty, bro. Fifty-five. That's the. One. I know it's way more cooler numbers than fifty-five, bro. Fifty-five. But okay, see, you retired numbers to. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, what exactly are we do? <laughs> is he is he trying to do with this? Man, it, it got to be a purpose man. behind that. Yeah, because, I mean, Russ, KD's, Gary, P- I guess, Nick Hollison's, I, I mean, I guess 20 and 40 off limits to this supersonics history. But, yeah, I mean, at that point, still, yeah, it's not like, it's not like, yeah, 55 is the lowest number available. Shit. Uh, he- Jesus Christ, right? I get 94 like Evan Fournier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. Oh, Will, uh, I honestly wanted to hear. You didn't talk much about your uh, the other draft picks uh, that you got, like Ty Ty. Like, what exactly are you thinking with uh, with y'all getting Ty Ty? Because I know lots of people, uh, like Zell, you had him uh, in the at number 10. And he dropped to y'all like at what twenty nine, right? Y'all traded down to twenty nine. So, yeah. what up with that? It's like a another guard, more like specifically point guard. I don't know. I'm glad we got Tata instead of like a like a Jaden Hardy or like a Kennedy Chandler because I feel like Tata's better, like a better playmaker than Jaden Hardy. A guy that would you know, set up the table more than I want to score the ball because we already got a lot of scores on the team or guys that want to score on the team, especially even come off the bench with Josh Christopher. So, like, I feel like that, that will fit with our our team being able to have guys around. I want to get you got to force it. But Tar Eason, I've been wanting Tar Eason for a while, so. Him, you know, going to us at 17, I, I already I love that, that pick for us. Absolutely. Oh, in the in the Bleacher Report, they said that the winners are the Houston Rockets, but the loser is Jabari Smith. What? Wow. Bro, how is he a loser? <laughs> how is he a loser? I wouldn't want to go to draw. Houston, to be honest. Yeah, they said they said they said Paulo's a winner, and it's like, yeah, he went number one. I probably I mean, wanted yeah, to go to Houston. I mean, I well, pa- I think Paulo will have a better chance to show his scoring more in Orlando. He's probably the number one option now. Yeah, uh, as a true scorer, and then uh, and then everybody else. But Jalen Green's probably y'all number one yeah. still. They say at least Orlando, man. He'll have Disney World. <laughs> Yeah, he's gonna be sick of Woo. the magic on the court. Even like, man, I gotta get away from this. Yeah, go to Epcot. That's the name. I like. They also said the loser is uh, everybody that was that had Twitter notifications on during the draft. Nah, that's a fact. Man, that's, 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 <laughs> y'all don't. I don't know how they don't understand. I don't know how they understand yet. They don't get it yet. I, uh, I, I learned how so many drafts ago. <laughs> well, it's just a hologram in the in the draft room, man. He's a hologram there. All right, I people should, need to know. Mm-hmm. I don't get how I don't get how this. I mean, I know you know. Obviously, I have sources in the 
you know, within the teams. But like, well, I spoil it. Like else, man. You can do the trades and then just let the draft stuff like happen on the screen and then say it afterwards. Man. That may be that may be saying stuff ten minutes up on the screen. <laughs> yeah. Our mock our mock draft didn't do that high, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Man, hey, honestly, I feel like so. Yeah, right. Was good. I know a lot of my dressing new good because everybody had Knicks choosing something. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> We're the only ones here. Yeah. Right. No way yeah. you really had. Jake Lay. Whatever his name is from uh, Wake Forest, Bro. Alakai Brandon was yeah. going way higher. Was, uh, David Roddy was Bro. second round, so it, it was just yeah. <laughs> Bro, because what the fuck? Yeah, another another problem uh, for uh, Bochamp. Uh, Will I picked you? I picked him over uh, uh, the pick before he got picked at. Uh, mm-hmm. where, where, where I said I picked him at? I had him going to the 76ers at number 23. And, of course, they traded that pick uh, to Memphis. But uh, you said that when I when I picked him, you were like, I was going to have him uh, going at 24 to Milwaukee. And he yeah. actually got drafted there. Yeah. And I was like, damn, that's tough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was looking at this. Uh, the I was looking at the uh, the board of uh, all the draft picks that did happen, and then I looked at our mock draft, and I was like, "Ooh, actually." <laughs> that was yeah. From... yeah. To Pacers, Jeremy Sohan going to the Spurs, Mark Williams. But then after that, I just went downhill. <laughs> go, go to Kings, keep it Murray. Come on, now. And that yeah, see. And shit, I didn't, the, the Blazers, I would thought they need a side. So that's why I said Dyson Daniels. But hey, I mean, yeah, Dane was was drooling and Shane, and Shane Sharp's workout. So hey, I understand it. Yeah, Robbie got yeah. Chet right. I, I literally got two of the picks that I needed right. After that, I, literally every single one after that was wrong. <laughs> yeah, I got cool. Holmgren and Ivy right, and then and then every single one was wrong. But you know, I blame I blame the Knicks for the for that thirteen for number eleven and thirteen. So you know, yeah. it, it is what it is. A topic, but uh, I remember. Still so weird that Torian Prince like watched my story before because I'm watching basketball highlights and Torian Prince was in one. That made me think. Oh about gosh! It. I was like, bro, why in the hell did I come up on your stuff, man? man. That's a question for you. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, besides the you know obviously the top three guys, who do y'all feel like will have the most surprising or best rookie year coming into good question and i think it's going to be a little bit uh underrated but i think abaji uh going to cleveland uh i think he's going to have a little bit of a bigger role than uh than like people are expecting him right now i think uh eventually like Isaac Okoro, like he's he's been good, but not like he he hasn't lived up to the expectation of number five. But uh, Agbaji, I think with his uh, skill set coming into Cleveland, I think he'll complement Karras uh, well, uh, especially because he's like uh, a small forward, like uh, small forward shooting guard, uh, like hybrid type, and I think him sliding at that uh, number three and he can like guard multiple positions. I think 
that's going to help when it comes to impact because I know that they're going to want someone that, uh, you know, can help out on both sides of the ball, uh, just like, uh, especially to help out with, um, with Jared Allen and uh, Evan Mobley. So that's a good one. I don't care. I'm going with Jay and Ivy. I like the uh, like the fit he'll have for us here, for real. And uh, I think he'll learn a lot about pace with K- running with Cade and uh, running up. And then if Lord knows if we keep this dude Corey Joseph, he have a veteran in his ear. So I mean, I think he's Jay Nivey is a, is a very emphatic tempo pusher. But I think he's going to learn a lot about pace, and then that's just going to impact his career even more. And I think starting, maybe even starting early as summer league or preseason, he's going to start learn. He's going to learn bit by bit about that. And you know, like Lamelo said, that's a fact. <laughs> yeah, and one more. I uh, uh, I agree with you, Zell. And then one more that I had to add was uh, Mark Williams for sure. Uh, and I was gonna say, you know, it's okay. I'll just pass up on it. But nah, I think he's gonna have a big role in uh, New Orleans and uh, that's in New Orleans, uh, Charlotte. Yeah, I'm thinking of the uh, Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're formerly known as uh, I mean, New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I think that defensive impact right there is going to help a lot. That size and the Lamelo's uh. Ability to playmate, get him those lobs. It's gonna be nice with uh, with him. So, yeah, it's gonna be nice, man. They gonna, gonna play a Clint Capella role, and then twenty gets tired. Yeah. Oh, Will, who's yours? Uh, mine's I've, Mark Williams is one of mine too. I feel like he's gonna have a big. Role being, I feel like he's gonna play. Yeah, like what you said, the clink or be that locker defender at the rim. And then uh, I was excited to see Benedict Matherin come in into that Pacers, uh, that Pacers system, and being able to play with Tyrese, a guy that's gonna set you up more than anything. So go get that's a good. I don't know, not the. Anyway, but like, I don't know if it's anything between yellow and green, like middle, like to, in the middle, <laughs> like he would be more like a more push to score and go get his. I like it. So, what rookie do you think is going to make a big impact? On a team that's probably contending this year. Um, I say uh, Marjan Bochamp for the Bucks. I think he's going to give them more um, of a shooting, playmaking help. And I think he's going to learn a lot with Milwaukee, with those big three veterans of uh, Chris, Drew, and Giannis. Even with Bobby Portis, he's gonna learn a lot. I think he'll learn about more intent, more intensity with that team, because Marjan is a has great size, great potential of a, of defense. I think with with the locker room he's gonna be in, it's gonna be more impactful, and I could see him getting his shot, make getting like in a playoff game, getting like six points that 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 go a long way, and I think. He's going to be a good – he's going to turn into a good two-way player. And I think Milwaukee going to do him right. Hmm. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Honestly, I feel like Jaden Hardy is going to get the ultimate green. Like having that type of mentality and being able to go get his buckets. A lot of his scoring has been like – been able to create his own without screens or anything. And, you know, Dallas always runs that spread out type of offense. So him being able to, you know, have space to work. Really helpful. 
Thank God to the Warriors, bro. You, yeah, I feel like you can just throw anybody in the Warriors system. It, it's uh, except for Kelly Oubre, but <laughs> throw anybody in the <laughs> Warriors <laughs> system, <laughs> and they'll <laughs> go out and show, you know, show they like true capability. Being able to, like him being business league and being not league in the draft and being so tall at the same time, like it's endless possibilities, bro. You say let go Kelly and Ken Basemore, see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my (laughs) man, that man started for us the first three games of the season. They said, All right, man, you're done. <laughs> yeah, but we see why go state got ready. <laughs> but uh yeah, my draft pick uh that I think will benefit the most on a contender this year is uh probably Dyson Daniels on New Orleans. And uh or um no, I had another one in mind. It was Where is it? No, uh, Nikola Jovic from uh, for Miami. They Miami's always using their young guys, right? And I feel like uh, uh, they're going to slide them in and then just have them come come in and start balling. You know how Miami's development system is, especially when uh, the fact that like what they did with uh, Strauss uh, this past year, where no one was expecting that, and then he became one of the more important shooters. Uh, when it came down to it, if only his foot wasn't on the line, but you know, uh, okay. yeah. So I think <laughs> I think uh, Yavish could also be uh, one of them. Yeah, I, I feel like he's going to do good because you don't. I know he's not the best defender, but having that team around him, like you don't need the the him to be a good defender if it's already you know. Around. I was about to say it's not like every Miami Heat player on that team is a good one-on-one defender. Shout T Hero. Tough man. I mean, just take your opportunity like Tyler did. That's all you gotta do. When opportunity is given, just take it. And I think Yovich can do that. So it's very good picks. Yes, sir. Yeah, and then uh, one more question uh, before we close it out. Initial initial thoughts. Uh, who's going to win rookie of the year? Like for just like fresh off of it, we might need to think about this a little bit more uh, as we get closer to the season. But who y'all think will end up winning? Mm-hmm. Um, I can see, I can see Ivy or Holmgren. Just, uh, see, 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 he he's just trying to make my day better, guys. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> like Paolo, I get it because he's gonna be like their offense, but like he still is gonna be like on Orlando team. That's not like, not like. Where it where it's going to be eventually, so I mean that's probably why Orlando might not be. I mean, Paolo might not be it, but um, Holmgren with uh the help he has, I know it's individual record, but like they for some reason they gonna take individual records with team success as well. Just how the media is, and Holmgren with the support pieces around him, how he's gonna fit with them, and that skill set of his, and like he's gonna. He's going to have a lot of good weak side blocks. I already know it. So, it's going to be – is it going to be him? And I say Ivy just because I think the scoring load that he's going to assist with Cade, with <coughs> Aiden um, and Duran and uh, Sadiq and all that, I think his his scoring load that he's going to, like, really add to the Pistons and, like, his size and – the way I think he's gonna, we gonna slowly see him improve his uh skills throughout the season, not just next year. Like 
throughout the season when we we can watch him in October and we see him now. Then now in March of 2023, we can see like, oh my God, he wasn't doing that. And now we can really see the like significant impact and like significant uh increase he has on this game. I think I really think Jaden's gonna really do that for real. So I say Ivy or Holmgren. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna stick with my week uh that I had the draft party, man. I feel like Chet is gone is gonna blossom in that and that's okay see big man oh. like him, him get about to have some type of two man duo type of connection I don't know I just feel it thank you man I, I it, it sounds great to see uh, it, that that just sounds great man because <laughs> of course you know both of them are my guys and you know those are those have been my top players in the draft and I got both of them and same scenario with uh, Aiden Hutchinson and Jamison Williams both coming to Detroit, man. It's just 2022 is going to be looked at as my favorite draft year ever. I'm not going to lie. And of my life overall. So uh, I'm, def- I'm definitely looking forward to it. And I think it will uh, it can come down between uh, um, the number one and number two picks in uh, Paulo and Chet. Uh, and, well, and Ivy. I, I forgot that part. Uh, ma- mainly because uh, they will have like the the biggest roles. But I think if Paulo has a successful, uh, more successful like stat uh, stat wise, um, um, season, I think uh, people are going to be shocked at how much OKC has improved, and then their team success because of him, uh, Shane and Giddy. That might give him some leverage, like how uh, it did with Mobley when it came to this uh, voting race. And, well, Mobley and uh, Scotty. So, because like we said, Cade had literally the greatest month from a rookie since Michael Jordan and didn't even win rookie of that month. So, I don't. So, I, I was about to say, I can I can expect them to uh, mess with Jay Ivey again. But also, yeah, uh, was Zell what you were saying about uh, Ivy and Aiden? I could see him striving with it, you know, all all that, and then <coughs> Miles Bridges. <coughs> um, yeah, I could see that happening too. You got a lot of pink lemonade. I mean, my bad. <laughs> say that for the say that for the for the presentation. I got. It. Hey man, he just started. He just started celebrating too early, bro. It's okay. That's all. That's all. I will say the buzzer went off. That's going to close doors behind the meeting. I, I understand. We'll have to close doors. Exactly. But, yeah. Oh, that. but that is a question. Do y'all still uh, – uh, would y'all still go after uh, uh, Aiton or would you just stick with uh, getting Miles since, uh, like, you got Dur- Duran, who arguably, like, top eight talent in the draft? <laughs> I'll go after him just because it's not guaranteed that we're going to have him because a lot of teams that uh, are going to pursue Aiden, like even today, Atlanta now talking about they going to pursue him as well. So it's like I think we should pursue him and still pursue Miles Bridges and then like just play, just, just see where the, where the cards fall in my opinion. But I, I think – it's like even with Brad Holmes when we asked about Aaron Donald, I think asking or pursuing goes a long way. So, I mean, we should at the least pursue him. If we don't get him, that's fine. We're not going to be disappointed. But we're going to we're gonna, we're gonna walk away like, hey, we tried. You know what I'm saying? And it's better to, like, to say we tried rather than, man, rather than, rather than we don't do anything and he and then um, – or report because on Larry Aiden said my my first priority team was Detroit. Let's just say he said that hypothetically, and we just didn't do anything. Like, yeah, we have Duran, and Duran is going to be special. But at the same time, I would have loved that Aiden and Duran combo, one and two combo, like on and off the bench. Because if uh, we have a top eight talent. Come in the second because our our bench was struggle last year when Cade and them went to the bench, and we got so mad about Casey leaving them on the bench for so long. So 
So, I mean, if Duran is coming off our bench with Stu or, or whatever, it's like there's some beneficial ways that we can do. There's, some, there's basically some ways we can play this. I like yeah. yeah, I feel that. Like, we should do both. Even if we get uh, Aiden or we don't get Aiden, if we get Miles, like, either way, I feel like we can make it work. A lot of people can, you know, be moved to different spots. Like, how they were saying, you know, uh, get a four, but try to get a shot. And, you know, protecting them. Last year, they're like what you said earlier too. Durant coming off the bench, at least for his rookie year, I feel like that would be more helpful. And then, obviously, having somebody like Aiden coming in to, you know, give you some type of pointers because yeah, he was. So you know, a little. So yeah. this is little son. This is little son. All right. Yeah, I I think. If we like say if we have to choose between one or the other, I would go with uh, uh, Miles just because. Of, imagine that lineup with Ivy and Miles like they they both can uh, not only shoot but they bring excitement to uh, LC game. And another thing is uh, is like solidifying and like the fact that he's already home a uh, hometown favorite. Uh, now I like the idea of pairing all three of them. Uh, together because that just creates one of the deadliest and, and youngest uh, lineups. Of course, Aiden's 23, so is already going to be young. But uh, seeing that uh, that type of movement in that lineup would be scary, especially with uh, if uh, hypothetically, if they were such a big fan of Duren at possibly number five, that he could end up starting i don't know how much how likely that is but if he starts at the five and then they move Stu at the four which is uh a possibility i don't know if it's actually going to happen but uh if that does happen that would be uh a pretty interesting lineup and i would for sure be going to opening night for that one but yeah this is and plus this is what i want for this team is like it's good for us to have this type of problem because we're Detroit. We haven't had the type of problem when we didn't have enough players to we had so many players to play. We didn't have enough to play for so many years that uh we had this problem. And now we can actually see we got Casey like Casey, we giving you something. But now we're trying to see if you're gonna be our coach for the future or do we need to move on? Because it's as business fans we all know we we have all been questioning this man. When he, even when he got fired after wearing Coach of the Year, it was all like we were surprised that happened. But if this, if this situation, if we get in these players and this man's not doing something, I'm starting to be like, okay, maybe Mazari Ujuri was on to something. So, uh, if anything, Casey, man, we get if we get these free agents like we are, Casey better step up, brother. Facts. Yeah. I'd love to uh, be a Detroit fan, man. Yeah, I'm definitely. That's some. It's coming out. Be on that. Yeah. And let's see who we play first, because I know it was Zach Levine and them boys last year. I'm ready to see who who comes to who comes to town. Yeah, yeah, I'm honestly getting sick of seeing the Bulls. I've I've been to so I've been to so many Bulls and Pistons games that. It just outweighs every single other team. Like it does. It does. We're not even doing this on purpose. It's like we decided to go to the Pistons game that day, and then it's like, oh, okay, who are they playing now? Bulls. It'd be like, bro, we saw them like last year twice. But yeah, I keep I keep going to those games. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I I, I want something exciting uh, next year, even if it's like, even if it's a low. Uh, a low team, I, I think a Thunder uh, matchup on opening night would be lit as hell. I am not going to lie. Uh, I'm saying that just because the uh, Eagles and Lions are playing opening night and, you know, big Eagles fan here. So, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking, uh, like, a low team would be nice because imagine the magic. We see Paolo. So, I mean, hey. It's mm-hmm. like, that would be pretty nice to see. I'd be excited for that. 
Yeah. Well, uh, any final thoughts about the draft? Tell Kendra Perkins to turn his mic on mute. Yeah, no, yeah. bro, that man was coughing and sniffling throughout the whole freaking draft. That's so annoying, bro. I'm like, dog. I, I'm glad. I'm glad someone else heard this because when I turn on ESPN, first take is on. He does the same thing, and he doesn't get up as well as well as NBA uh, today. So, like, bro, somebody tell that man, like, brother, brother. I think we need to. I think we need to have a talk. All right, all right, champ. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bro. Another, another sleeper in this draft that I hope does good is J.D. Davis going to Boston. I I really hope that he yes, does I good. Could, yeah. I feel like yeah, he gonna he gonna understand that Boston culture and saw what they did and they gonna I think they're gonna do him right. I think that's good. That's a good uh uh fit. Yeah, I could I forgot I did want to uh uh talk about that because. They did say they wanted to get a true point guard. I didn't know if it was going to be a free agent at C and just get like a lower tier, uh, point like free agent point guard. But man, this is a pretty good good dub because everybody knows how, uh, his potential was coming out of high school. But you put that with the Boston Celtics development system, man. Man, yeah, this I think that's a very good pickup for them. I I wouldn't be shy. They still go get one uh, for AC either. To be honest, yeah, they pro- they probably will since you know he still does have some grooming up to do. Right. Mm-hmm. But all right, that's going to conclude this episode of the Low Key Sports Crew podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, uh, Anchor. You know, we uh we're gonna get our Twitter up and running, of course, man. It's gonna it's gonna be nice, man. I can't wait for the season already. Can't believe Ivy's a piston, bro. I still can't believe it. It's still a dream until he steps on the court week one. Yeah, man. But all right. That all right, that's been it from the Loki Sports crew. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you all later. Peace.